Welcome back to the 750. I am your ORG Ochoa. He is your 75, two time Super Bowl champion, college football Hall of Famer, fresh off of his vacation last week, the one and only, the seemingly tan Tony Casillas. TC, what up? <laughs> that would be an understatement on my tan. Yeah. Um, I'm going to just, uh, you know, just go, you know, peel the curtain back and I embrace my brown jeans and I did get some sun and that's what I. And that was my whole motive and goal. And look, it was nice to get away, just to get on an airplane and get away somewhere different. So I am back. I am excited today, the day after Labor Day, because RJ, as we know, it's beginning of the NFL season. So what's there not to be unhappy about? I'm just going to keep it in that mode. I, uh, I'm so happy. Uh, I've already had like my fantasy drafts and, you know, like every, everything is organized and ready. I'm, I'm just so pleased. And, uh, you and I, we were talking before we started recording. We actually got started recording late. Uh, it was my fault because I was writing our weekly power rankings post at Blog and the Boys. And it's so nice having that, right? Like that's like a normal part of every week throughout the football season. And so it really is nice to kind of, uh, get the normal rhythms and the normal rhymes and, and our schedule kind of dialed in. Uh, so I'm feeling good. I'll ask you, Tony, I've been asking a lot of people this. Uh, what food are you most looking forward to this football season? Because I feel like we all only eat, you know, there's certain meals that we only eat around football season. And some of that is that it's like cold outside, you know what I mean? But but what's, a you know, now that we're here, what's a meal you're looking forward to? Well, considering I was on vacation and over the Labor Day weekend, I think I ate everything in sight. Uh, so I'm just trying to think. Um, I have a tendency to, I mean, I like really, really good wings, um, mm. but more. Drums or flats? Uh, drums. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I like a, it, it, just, it just depends. You're, but drums, you're not one of those, it, like, I need only drums people. Yeah. Well, no, I, I, and there's a lot, there's more meat on the drums. I'm not going to lie to you. That's probably <laughs> they're easier for me to eat. They're not quite as messy. Sure. Um, but I'd say wings and then. I mean, who, who doesn't like a big hot dog, man? I mean, a, oh. burger, a, a, a great burger and a beer. I mean, you didn't ask me what I like to drink. I mean, I'd probably start with that first. Well, let me let me put it to you this way: it's let's let's create. That's this, to wash it down, by the way. Let's create this hypothetical then, and you know, there's no free ads, but you can be honest here. It's let's say it's four o'clock on a Sunday. You know, you're watching Red Zone. You're watching all the great stuff. You make a hot dog. What's what's Tony's brew of choice in in this moment, sitting on the couch? Dos Equis. You go in can, or you go in bottle, or you pour it into a glass. Like, what's the, well, what's the story here? Well, when I go into a bar, I usually uh, I like a cold glass. I like it on draft, by the way. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I, I'd say Dos Equis. And I never thought I'd say this, but I I, I have this taste for Michelob Ultra now. And I always thought Ooh. that that was I always make fun <laughs> of dudes. I was kind of like the it's like ordering a skinny margarita. I mean, there's not too many dudes that order a, sorry a skinny margarita, right? Yeah. So uh, I just now I, I, over the last when I went out of when I went out of town, I, I, I guess it was because I was by the pool and I just felt like this beach well because I just been eating everything. And I felt like if I drink Mick Ultra, I'll feel better about myself. But um, I, I would say, yeah, Dos Equis and then uh, more domestic would probably be Coors Live. But I, I like Dallas Blonde, which is a, a local uh, mm-hmm. is a craft beer here locally. Uh, but there's not too many beers that I don't like. There's some better than others. I'll say this, <laughs> and I think you'll agree. Michelob Ultra is a great golfing beer. You know what I mean? Like you're you're putting a bunch in the cooler to go out and play 18. That's, that's what I think you want. Um, I'll say 
a very specific thing for me. If I'm watching like a Monday night game and the Cowboys aren't involved, so I don't have to be doing a lot of stuff during it. If I'm just going to sit with a beer, I like a blue moon. And, and a little, you know, because I've got the time to cut up an orange slice with and, orange, and, yeah. and, you know, I, I, there's just, it's a different mode for me. Um, but, uh, but either, it's, you kind of look like a blue moon guy. I'm, I'm you know, that's a, if I, I like to order it at a bar more than anything, because then I don't have to cut the orange slice and then my hand doesn't smell all orangey for like, you know, two hours or whatever. So, um, but the important part, Tony, is that it would, it's that time of year. That's the oh, important yeah. part. And we um, start talking about food like this and <laughs> and craft beers and everything else that goes along uh, with that because it is game week. And I think a lot of people, considering what our country and what we've been through over the last six or seven months, it seems like two years, we're ready for something to give us a little kind of refresh us and ignite us. And he has something to look forward over the weekend. Not that we don't have anything now. I mean, the PGA – you know, the FedEx Cup was fun to watch, but I think football is everyone's go-to crutch when it comes to let's get out of the funk and let's totally. just get our minds off everything. Agreed. And and I think a lot of it is the, you, you do fall into a routine, you know, because it's like, well, Sunday's the game. And so, you know, what are we doing Thursday night for the game? What are we doing Monday night? You know, what are we making for dinner? You know, you fall into that routine and it's a nice thing for the fall. Fantasy football, as you, as you mentioned, I mean, yeah. everyone's hyped up about that. I think this year I, I, I opt out of, out of the fantasy football league because I think I'm going to do more wagering this year. Fair, like, fair enough. And uh, so that'll give me uh, more interest. But uh, honestly, I mean, it's I mean, what's your you just got to have put your blinders on and just kind of not think about things that have happened in the past and let's move forward and let's let's enjoy some football this weekend. I agree with you. Now, uh, we'll get into more lines throughout the week as they come out. But I did see, Tony, on the subject of wagering, ESPN, if you go to their their app and their score center part of it, uh, they have the Cowboys as three-point favorites over the Rams. That feels like easy money to me. Uh, I don't know if you're that confident. We'll certainly get into that. Um, I want to say on the fantasy front that I had my League of Record draft last week. I already mentioned this on the podcast network and I did walk away with Dak Prescott as my starting quarterback I, I mean you. from a fantasy perspective and yeah. real life perspective um, Dak has a chance to do something really special this year and so uh, I already it's a you know there everybody has different rules I already had Amari Cooper so I'm, I'm a fan of kind of the combination there uh, but um, I do running back real quick uh, well, my uh, my first running back was Austin Eckler, which I'm very excited about. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I went heavy wide receiver. I had Amari, as mentioned. I, I got Tyreek Hill from Kansas City and Adam Thielen, so I did have to wait. Uh, I drafted Mark Ingram, uh, obviously, of the Baltimore Ravens. But I did also land rookie J.K. Dobbins. So whoever that backfield focuses on, uh, that guy's going to be scoring some points for me. And that's what matters the most here. Well, but, we all know. I, I think that you draft – you, you I, mean, I love the draft you know, you you know you get together with your buddies and whatever and do the draft party but you need to you'd rather be lucky than good because sometimes as you know during this season things are going to happen especially in the season we're getting ready to start and right. the season we're getting ready to talk about it's going to be anyone's guess what's going to happen this first week agreed now um we're going to get into some rams players that we uh, are nervous about i think we'll probably agree on the main one but before that tony it is tuesday which means power rankings are out i mentioned this i wrote about this uh at the site so you can head on over to blogontheboys.com i do my own power rankings uh how i see the nfl and then of course we include how the national people all across the internet are ranking the dallas cowboys um tony i i'm not 
I don't think I'm a homer. Um, I think certainly I'm an optimist. Uh, but I have the Dallas Cowboys as the fifth best team in the NFL entering the season. I know that's crazy for a team that didn't make the playoffs when you say it that way uh, last year, but obviously this was one of the most efficient offenses in the NFL. They added CD lamb. They took, I, I, when I wrote about the Cowboys, I said it was kind of like, um, like, you know how, when you get a new iPhone and it's got the little plastic wrap and you got to peel it off to be able mm-hmm. to like, that, right. that's what I feel like yeah. no, with, with no disrespect intended to him. That's what I feel like getting rid of Jason Garrett has done for the Cowboys. The plastic is peeled off and it's a little bit risky. It's, it, it's always because you're always like, well, what if I drop it? But you get the most out of the phone that way. When you watch a video, you don't have those little bubbles from the plastic. It's HD, full clarity, baby. Uh, I don't know. What, what do you think? Is, is that too high? Is that too low? It's so funny. You talk about that film, you know, you get the, the glass protector for your iPhone, but for some reason I figure a way out to shatter my phone and that's not supposed to happen. And hopefully that won't happen with your uh, perspective about the Cowboys this year. Uh, I, I think it's a, it's an interesting season. I, I think when you look at this game, especially there's a lot of, when you start getting into the nuts and bolts of the Cowboys, you're like, wow, they were, you know, their, their offense was finished first and third in different categories. And, uh, you know, there was two receivers that had over a thousand yards, Michael Gallup and uh, Amari Cooper. And you don't realize how, how good they were last year. And you're, you just ask yourself, you know, how were they, you know, why didn't they do better? And then, I think you look at the defensive side of the ball. I mean, there's been a lot of multiple changes. You've got a different coach a different voice. Uh, I heard uh, this morning uh, on, on the ticket here locally, I heard Troy, he does a, a weekly talk right. show and he was talking every, about every Tuesday morning, every and Tuesday I think on 755. Yeah. 13. Yeah. And he, and he, he, he made some good points. He made some good points about Mike McCarthy. Uh, you know, it's what we talk about. You need a different voice. It gets stale. Guys are excited about someone different. Um, but I thought it was interesting. Mike McCarthy is not, so to speak, not, you know, play calling this year. I mean, Kellen Moore is, is making the calls and I, I'm sure he's got his finger on some things, but I just remember when Mike McCarthy, when all their, their offense started going South at green Bay, all of a sudden he took over the, you know, the play calling duties. But I think it's just the, the fact that the, that there are some different changes. You look at the roster on both sides. Now there's some storylines now right away. I mean, we can talk about the players are not going to have Lyle Collins is a huge to me. That's, you know, losing him for three weeks, and then Sean Lee, we we're used to seeing him on IR, but three weeks at know, least, to be clear, could be more, but three weeks at the very. But least. they have to stay on the IR right. for three weeks, uh, so at least three weeks. Um, but anyway, your 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 season opener on the road, uh, you know, there's just a lot of think, things involved, and, and as you mentioned, I mean, there are so many different players on this team. Uh, it's just a totally different look, and I think we're going to see that with Mike McCarthy. And I don't think this, RJ, and I also heard Troy talking about this, and I, I believe that uh, I, I kind of believe in this is a team that can beat you maybe schematically this year uh, because of Mike McCarthy's resume and history. And the fact that they do have some interesting, intriguing, dynamite, or excuse me, dynamic people on the offensive side of the ball and maybe defensively that can really, really give you more more options and more explosiveness. It. It really, to me, 
is is hard to imagine this team not having success. And, and by success, I mean being a playoff team. Um, Peter King had them as the number one seed in the NFC. ESPN simulated the season 20,000 times and wrote about one of them. And in that simulation, the Dallas Cowboys made it to the Super Bowl, although they did lose to the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, Daniel Jeremiah, the NFL Network draft analyst extraordinaire uh pick Dak Prescott to be his MVP I mean I don't care who's on offense if if your quarterback is is MVP of the season then then a lot of things went right uh for your team and so that's I think the floor here and maybe we're raising it a little bit but the floor is maybe 10 wins especially now Tony and in case anybody forgot the NFL added a third wild card team so you can now either win your division or you can be one of three wild card teams right it, it will be crazy Tony someday an entire division will make the playoffs that, yeah. that that will happen someday because the other three teams will will be the three wild cards that will be crazy I don't think that'll happen this year but um but um I just, especially with a new wild card spot added, I don't see any way that the Cowboys are not a playoff team. And so I want to ask you before we talk about the Rams game, because we, it, I feel like we have, we, we've been scarred enough that we didn't let our expectations get away from us early on, right? When, when Mike McCarthy was hired, it was okay, you know, I'm going to wait and see because. I don't know what this is going to bring. And then, you know, they started to sign some people. Wait, and this is kind of cool. You know, Joe McCoy, uh, you know, haha, Clinton Dix. Obviously, neither of them are still on the team anymore. Uh, but, um, you know, people were excited in, in that particular respect. And then CeeDee Lamb was drafted. And at that point, it was like, I don't care. I'm going to be hyped. I'm going to be excited. I'm going to I'm going to let my emotions run wild with me. And so we all kind of at that point said, this is a team that is going to do some damage. But all of that considered, if if the Cowboys were a playoff team and if they won a playoff game, let's say that they you know made it to the divisional round, whatever, a game shy of the NFC Championship, is that a disappointment? Because now's the time to, to establish that because it's week one. And I know that maybe you're going to say, yes, it's a disappointment because that has been the spot that Cowboys have gotten to for so long and unable to have gotten over that hump. However, where I would combat that would be to say, it's the first year of Mike McCarthy. Like, if, if a coach shows up and takes you to the divisional round in his first year, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, I think as long as you have a, a really good quarterback and Dak Prescott, I, I, I really think the, that creates your ceiling on your, for your football team. And the players that they've added, uh, the guys that they drafted two years ago uh, that they need to develop on the defensive side of the ball. And offensively, I think, you know, you look at the Cowboys over the last three years, four years since they drafted Dak Prescott and Zeke Elliott. And with this offensive line, uh, the expectation has always been, you know, that they're going to be a good offense. And they they put up numbers. The thing that I really – I'm not really buying in uh, is that I'm not sure that it's this year. I think that they can really – um, I, and again, I, I, I wish I could get better, get a better handle on this, on this season, but it's, it's, it's a screwy see it's quirky because there's no preseason. There was no, uh, you know, preparation off season. So everyone's playing, uh, on the same, uh, the level playing field, if you will. And so I, I don't really, the expectation. Yeah. I think everyone, that's the greatest thing about this week is that every, you know, every team to a certain extent is really excited about what the season uh, has to bring and 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 for Dallas, I mean we know that. Come on, I mean how long have we been in this in this market and how long have we cover the? There's an expectation. 
but more so this year probably uh, because offensively, I think you got and, – and, and also a new coach. I mean, I think Mike McCarthy is not just a regular, you know, Joe, you know, Joe coach. I mean, he is a guy that has – uh, it's been a proven commodity. It's done well at Green Bay. And so everyone is excited about that. So I think with that, that's the thing about I, I'm really looking forward to the play calling. Um, I wouldn't there's going to be a lot more dynamic as far as using the running backs. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if you script the, you know, the first five, four or five plays as play action and just just throw the football. Because that's what Mike McCarthy does. And I guess Kellen Moore's offense. I don't know what his philosophy is going to be. So I guess there's so many things to look look for uh, the opening week. I, I am going to cautious a lot of Cowboy fans. There is going to be some growing pains this first week. So I don't want everyone to expect that they're going to come out and they're going to be fired on all cylinders because they haven't really had the time to go through the growth part of it. They haven't had any preseason games. As much as everyone says you don't need preseason, you need some, but you need some continuity and you need some you know, execution. And I don't know if you, you can't do that in, in practice and simulation where you're not taking guys down the ground. So there's going to be some growing pains. Now, I, I hope I'm pleasantly surprised on both teams, the Rams and the Cowboys. But I think the first two, three weeks is going to be something they're just going to have to sift their way through. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L. V-A-N-29.com. I agree. Um, in fact, I think that those growing pains, if you want to, like, so call them growing pains is weird just because this is such a weird. Uh, really, just, I, I guess it's execution well, pains I, because I don't think it's going to be as yeah. clean as you would if you had a regular to, conventional off season. To me, it feels like, um, like, you know, like when you wake up from a nap, and it takes you like, you know, if you walk to do, even if you walk to like make a cup of coffee or whatever, like it takes you like 10 or maybe minutes. maybe you slept too long in your power nap, you yeah, know, just it, about five minutes longer than you just yeah, feel like and groggy it, and like, I don't want to get up. Exactly. Yeah. Like it takes you 10 minutes to kind of like rev the engine up. Like that's, that's how I yeah. see it. Um, and, and I think that that will exist across the NFL. And and that's what I, I don't think there will be. I don't even think the Chiefs, no, with no disrespect intended to them, will be the Chiefs on Thursday night against the Texans no, I, because everybody's no. going through this. Um, Absolutely. So all that considered, the Cowboys, Tony, are playing the Rams. We now have an opponent. We have a team to talk about. Uh, and it really is interesting when you think about uh, it was almost two years ago. You mentioned Troy on the ticket. 
Jerry Jones did a hit as as he does twice a week, every week. He did a hit. I think it was a Tuesday morning on the fan, one five through the fan. Um, and or it was a Friday morning, excuse me. And it was the Friday morning after that crazy Rams Vikings Thursday night game. And he, at the time, this was 2018 before the Cowboys traded for Amari Cooper. The Cowboys offense was really struggling. And <laughs> Jerry, Jerry Jones said, um, hey, uh, I, I think that we could be like the Rams. And everybody was like, what? Like Everybody, <laughs> you know, kind of dropped their jaw. And I remember, Tony, uh, the Cowboys beat the wheels off the Jaguars uh, like, like a week later. And they put up 40 points. And I remember Tyrone Crawford, I tweeted this video out at the time, when he was walking into the tunnel, he looked over at all of us just kind of standing there and he went, stop talking shit about our offense. And it was like, Dude, this was one game. I remember game. that vividly. And it was yeah. like this was one game. Like you you need to chill out, Tyrone. Like <laughs> y'all y'all go do this like a couple weeks in a row, everybody will calm down. But my point is Jerry Jones was like hammered for thinking that the Cowboys offense could be anywhere close to the mighty Sean McVay offense. And here we sit now, we're recording on September 8th, not even 2 years later, 2020, and the Cowboys are looked at as the like cream of the crop offense. And the Rams are this like, whatever. I mean, yeah, like it's amazing how those roles switched not even two years later. The NFL moves yeah. so fast. Yeah, it does. And and, and look what the, the Rams struggled last year. I mean, they, only, they, they were, what, 11th in the league in scoring points per game. I think like 24, almost, uh, I think 24.9 points. So they weren't the team that they'd been in the past. I mean, they kind of hit a juggernaut. They just – and Jared Goff, I mean, he threw – 30 touchdowns and 16 interceptions. So they weren't as efficient as they were last year. And, and they're just a, they're, they're a different look. I mean, they do have some three fine receivers in Cooper Cup and uh, Robert Woods uh, and then uh, Tyler Higby. I mean, that's a nice tandem there, players. But they just don't – you know, that's that's what the NFL is. It's it's It, it, it kind of like ciphers itself out and it just – it kind of washes itself out. And then, it, you know, it's very trending, uh, you know, offense. I mean, how many guys, how many offensive coordinators, uh, how many teams want to go out and get someone like Sean McVay? I mean, he, the dude was just on fire. I mean, he was the wonder, the genius of offenses. So, but now I think it's really caught, you know, caught up to him. I mean, this year, I think the Rams are, you know, without Todd Gurley, they're going to be more, uh, running back by committee, and they're going to do different things. I think they're going to open up a little bit more. Uh, I think Todd Gurley kind of may may have held him back because he wasn't that versatile running back that Sean McVay wanted. And so I think it's interesting on on that the Rams really. I mean, that's when that's a you know that's a flavor of the of the the month. You know, you go into Baskin Robbins or whatever, and you get the most popular flavor that's on the board. And Sean McVay at one point, man, I mean, he was the you know, the favorite ice cream. And so I, I think it's interesting. I think it's interesting that, uh, uh, maybe I shouldn't favorite ice cream, but what's your favorite ice cream, your favorite flavor, uh, mint chocolate, mint chocolate. I, mint chocolate. I have yeah. a take for you, Tony. I nope, nope. <laughs> nobody I've ever known has agreed with this. Do you know what my favorite flavor of ice cream is? Oh gosh. It's, um, strawberry. It, it no, I mean strawberry is a fine ice cream, but no cotton candy. Uh, cotton candy. Well, see, I was thinking it wasn't going to be cream. your conventional one. Yeah. I figured, like, what's the one that has like three different flavors: chocolate, strawberry, and vanilla? What, I, 
call it a po- I, I don't know what they call it, but anyway, um, that's cotton candy. Yeah, it's oh, dude, it's interesting. It's so good. Of it's, all those great flavors out there, I'm telling next now, time you probably like you some cotton candy. Just that stuff that's melting your mouth. I'm dude, telling right? you, next time nothing you get, but sugar, man. They only have it at like your, you know, like a Baskin Robbins or like a Marble Slab. But next time you're at one of those places. Get some, get just get a, a cup of cotton candy. I promise you, it, it will change your life. Um, I I agree though, um, and so that's why I'm not too worried about this Rams offense. I think the Cowboys defense has improved. I mean, to be fair, we're talking about a Cowboys team that already beat the tails off the Rams late last season, and that was without Ceedee Lamb, and that was yeah. you know with no Leighton Vanderesh. Granted, Lyle Collins is, is not going to be playing as we mentioned, but I mean, I I'm not that worried. I think that. I think this could be a slow start to your point, like kind of knocking the rust off, whatever we want to call it. And I think maybe at halftime, it's something like 10 to six. And at halftime, you're seeing all sorts of tweets that are like, where's the offense we were talking about? Everybody was saying 40 burgers and blah, blah, blah. And then I think the third quarter, I don't know if you remember this, Tony, Dak Prescott through the first three games last year, I'm not saying this is going to happen, but the first three games last year for the Cowboys, he did not throw an incompletion. In the first in the, in the first three third quarters of the season, and so I think the third quarter is going to be just balling. We we have seen the Cowboys, Tony, have been so much better at adjusting, and and by that I mean they did not plan on CD Lamb being available to them with the 17th overall pick, but they adjusted. That was the Achilles heel of the Jason Garrett regime. Was whoa, this isn't going exactly to plan. Holy crap! What do I do? How, what do I? You know, I can't figure this out. We have to go. We have to stick to the plan. That's not how Mike McCarthy and Kellen Moore want to roll. So I really think that at halftime when they, you know, they look at their charts and they flip open their Microsoft surfaces or whatever, and they say, okay, this is what we're seeing, watch out. And I think the third quarter is when they blow up. You kind of lost me when you mentioned last year because don't you remember those first three games? Cowboys were 3-0 and and the three teams that they beat, oh, my gosh. I mean, was it Miami? It was was New York, Washington, and Miami. Yeah. We're like, oh, God, 3-0. yeah, uh, look what happened at the the rest of the season. It, it wasn't a very uh, good uh, ending to that story. But um, so here's the thing, also, RJ, is that there's no home field advantage anymore. I mean, there's no fans. I mean, I guess the fact that you're traveling to the West Coast, I'll give you. You have, albeit that you don't have, you know, you don't have to travel to, you know, get on the plane. But there's not there's not going to be any fans there. So there's no home field advantage. I mean, no pipe noise in, which is going to be intriguing to see how the whole dynamic. So that's another thing. I mean, there's so many just different elements and just things, you I, know, so little I'm factors and things that we don't think that we don't we take for granted that aren't going to be there this year because of the pandemic football. I'm curious. And I mean, I know you didn't play quarterback, but I'm curious, like for someone who's been there. Um, I tried, man. <laughs> too, many, but, too much uh, mint, mint chocolate ice cream. But <laughs> so like I've always thought, like if if you're a quarterback for the Cowboys, right? You know where the play clock is at AT and T Stadium, right? Like you you know where that is because your your mind and your body and your eyes are conditioned to like that's where I look to gauge the play clock because you have to know that information. And so right. like that is in some that in a in a microscopic way that is a home field advantage because you know not everybody has the same muscle memory that you do for the play clock and so even those microscopic advantages and I again I don't want to be like the the football cliche guy I'm not saying these are going to make a difference but 
not not only are there no fans, but this is the first game ever that the Rams yeah, are playing in this billion, building. Five yeah. billion dollar stadium. So it, it's yeah. not it's not even like they have you know they have all of these muscle you know they mm-hmm. they don't know what it's like you know the walk to the locker room you know at halftime whatever like they, they've never been through that before in a regular game. Whereas again, the no fans thing is a, is a real thing, but so no. Nobody knows what that's like because nobody's ever done it before in this building. And so I think those are those are just tiny little things to consider is is my point. But um give me a but Rams. Kids, but but real but real quick, I mean to interrupt you, think about this. You're you know, in a just a regular football season, open up a new brand new stadium. I mean, think about the Rams, how crazy that would be for home field for them because it is a new stadium. They're playing the Cowboys. On Sunday night, the first time the Rams, I believe, have ever played on Sunday night football. Think about how electric that would be and how an advantage that would be for the Rams. Now, it, not a, you don't – I, I mean, I don't know. Not only that, and I want to be clear, I think they're ugly, uh, but they are also debuting the uniforms. new uniforms. So, I mean, there's, to your <laughs> point, though, that would be a lot of juice going into oh, yeah. Sunday night. Absolutely. Uh, but um, – so, Okay. Give me a Rams player, Tony, that scares you. That that you're gonna lose sleep over this week. I well, think we're I, gonna. I think we're gonna know, agree. But the usual the usual suspect would be Aaron Donald. I mean, the dude right. had 12 and a half sacks. But I'm gonna go with Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey is a mm. tremendous defensive back, uh, and gives him a lot of playmaking ability. And I think it's going to be an interesting matchup. I mean, what do you do with Jalen Ramsey? Do you, you, you have him play man-to-man on uh, Mari Cooper, just play his side of the field? I think that's an interesting dynamic matchup I'm looking at. Um, the one thing about the Rams that they didn't do last year, RJ, is they didn't stop the run. They lost Corey Tittleton last year as a guy that had 140 tackles. So they are suspect on giving up, you know, rushing yards. Mm. But again, we got – Travis Frederick got Joe Looney, new, uh, you know, this, he's had experience. Connor Williams, um, all we know about, we know about Zach Martin, uh, Leo Collins. Uh, Who's Cam out? Irving, he's out. So, uh, but if, if, if this is a game where you're going to try to see what the, you know, the new offense is about and you're going to throw the football down the field, I think Jalen Ramsey can be an issue for the Cowboys. Interestingly enough. That Jaguars game I referenced where Tyrone Crawford said, stop talking shit about our offense. Jalen Ramsey <laughs> was was on the defense that, <laughs> that got scored on. So uh, that's interesting. He needs to have a game like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I agree that Aaron Donald is the, the Rams player to watch. And I agree that Jalen Ramsey is, is probably second on that list. I'm, I'm really not too worried about any – offensive player for the Rams I, I mean maybe Cooper Cup that that would have been the guy that would have eaten the Cowboys alive last year uh just like all over the middle of the field but that that, that to me is the, is the measuring stick right like how good Cooper Cup does is the true measurement for what the Cowboys have done to improve on defense this year um I'll flip the script and ask you this Tony what what maybe not one player but what part of the Cowboys are you the most concerned about you know, overall entering Sunday? Well, I, I just mentioned the interior part of the offensive line. Uh, Joe Looney, um, uh, Connor Williams, I think is better than he was last year. Uh, I think he got in the weight room and had, got some experience and just got beat enough to like, hey, look, I need to take this serious. Um, and then, But I, I think 
I think that they'll be able to neutralize that because again, they're going to, the ball's going to be out. I think the play action, mm-hmm. a lot of things you do offensively to counter that. Uh, but Aaron Donald, uh, you, you got to triple train team that dude because he is so dynamic and, and he moves around. That's a, the issue with Aaron Donald. He's so unique because he's so powerful. I mean, you've seen hard knocks. The guy is shredded, man. He takes his shirt off and just dude's got muscles where I didn't think muscles could, could grow. And so he's very electric. He's, he's contagious. Uh, so I think that's the, the thing that concerns me um, because those are some matchups. And I think that that's interesting about this game. Now, you said you're not worried about the, the offense of, with the Rams. And, but the, and the more you look at the Rams, they do not – you look at their offensive line, you're like thinking, oh, you know, they only gave up 22 sacks last year. I believe they're, they're, they, were, they led the NFL in, in, in sacks not given up, you know. So – and Dallas was second, I believe, with 23. And so once you start looking at this, I think Jared just didn't have a, you know, wasn't, I don't think they're versatile enough. And, and But I think with the way that they will try to mix up the running backs by committee and really try to get the ball out, um, I, I think for me, if I have one concern, uh, would be the offensive line and Lael Collins. I think you lose a, a starter, the guy that started, started 47 games sure. in a home opener. Um, there's going to be some challenges there. Okay, so you think this is a bit of a closer game than maybe I do. Um, well, in the spirit of that, give me a score prediction. You know, I, I think it's, again, I think it's going to be a game that the unexpected. I mean, we don't know what to expect. I don't think, again, as I said earlier at the top of our show, Cowboy fans, don't expect the Cowboys to come out there and put up 45 or 35 and just be just – Flawless. I don't think that's going to happen. Now, I'll say that, and they may come out there and shoot. They may execute out of the galore. Um, but uh, I, I like the Cowboys one on the road. I think again, to be able to run the football, to be able to, not, be able to do a lot of different play, you know, different things defensively. We haven't talked even to anything about defense. I think I'm so excited about seeing what this defense looks like. Uh, Alden Smith is a guy that hadn't played in what four years, and he has played. Five years. He's looked good. I mean. Five years. Thank you. 2015. I mean, it's eternity. Um, just a new look. Uh, there's a lot of guys that, uh, you know, I, I you know, different look in the secondary. Uh, the evolution of Cheeto Awuzie. I mean, what, you know, how good is it going to be? Lose Byron Jones, their best defensive back, RJ. So um, in saying that, I know I'm, I'm, I'm going to get to my prediction. I like the Cowboys to win. I'm going to go 27. 21. I'm going to, I think I may pick the Cowboys to cover. Okay. My wager. Well, that, that's an easy cover. I mean, assuming the line is, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming well, it's, it's going to be, depending on where you go, it's going to be somewhere like three, three and a half, maybe four, but either way that would cover. Um, I agree with you. I think Chido Abuse is a great point to watch as well. Um, and certainly see how he plays in his contract year. Um, maybe he'll be the best corner in the game. Who knows if Jalen Ramsey does get destroyed, uh, yeah. <laughs> like, like we all hope it happens. But um, I, I, 27, 21 is interesting. What would be interesting too is assuming that happened in a normal way, right? Like not these weird scores or whatever. The difference would be two Greg Zerline field goals and Greg Zerline. Like there, there's a lot of history here, right? Like you know John Fossil's going back to LA. Greg Zerline's going back to LA. So there's a lot of you know. 
I don't say bad blood, but there's a lot of just reunion energy happening here. Um, I think it's more, I'm not quite willing to say 35 points either, but I'm, I'm closer. Uh, I think it's more like 30 to maybe 30 to 23, but that 23, maybe it's like 30 to 16 late and the Rams score late to, you know, make it respectable, try an onside kick that doesn't work out or something like that. The Cowboys get to take some knees as the, maybe, maybe Mike McCarthy gets like not a Gatorade bath, but like a cup of Gatorade. You know what I mean? Like your first yeah, win as the Cowboys head yeah. coach. Uh, so I, I can see something like that. Um, you, I don't know if you want to do a bold prediction, but you mentioned, you know, obviously the Rams struggling against the run. Is this, this a big Zeke game for you? I mean, Man, I, I I was just going to ask uh, th- you know, poll this question and, and, and uh, to you as far as who has more receptions in, in the receiver core. I mean, is it? I mean, how? I mean, this is a game for Ceedee Lamb. I mean, is it? I mean, Blake Jarwin. I mean, there's so many things that are there that I'm kind of giddy about just watching the first game. And and you're not going to be able to see it all that, but you're going to kind of get a a different look, man. This is a different. This is a new car, man. You got a new driver driving it, you know, and Mike McCarthy. Yeah. You got a lot of things under the hood that you haven't, you know, that you haven't been uh, accustomed to. And it's is it more powerful? Or is it gonna is it gonna sputter? I mean, what is it gonna do? Is it gonna run like a Ferrari or, you know, Spuddy? You know, but this, uh, by the way, have you seen Ford versus Ferrari? I'm not gonna I, say Ford because Ford kicked Ferrari's ass. <laughs> Back yeah, the uh, that's a great movie. That's a it long a movie, movie, but it's a great movie. So, but any, but anyway, um, <laughs> um, I think it's a game that, and and that's it's hard. To, it's kind of hard to predict a bold uh, a bold prediction. My bold prediction, um, as I picked the score, but my bold prediction would be the Cowboys score thirty five. But I'm not going to do that. I'm going to mm-hmm. go something a little easier. I'm going to say Blake Jarwin has a touchdown in his first game as a starting tight end for the Cowboys. It's interesting you say it's interesting you say that because I don't know if you recall this. Blake Jarwin caught the first touchdown of the season last year. So he he literally caught the first touchdown of the season last year. Yeah, but Jason Witten wasn't looking over his shoulder. Okay. Oh yeah let me let me let me let me go ahead and do something bold. I'm gonna say Tony Pollard has more rushing yards than than Zeke Elliott. How about Ooh. that? I that is that is bold. <laughs> Man, the How about only that? Way, I mean, I, it, it, may, it, it could happen. No, I'm just the only way I could legitimately see that happening is if, um, is if it's like first and like the first play of a new series, right? Like, like it's it's a touchback. A lot of yards per carry. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think the, the only way it could happen to me is if, like, you know, cow, you know, it's a touchback. Cowboys run out there. And like on the first play, handed off to Tony Pollard, and he just breaks it to the house. Like you know, like he he would have to have like a sixty to seventy yard run to have a chance at that, in my opinion. Because I think okay, here's what I'm going to do out of the gate. I'm going to go. This is Mike Nolan's defense. This team oh. is going to be a ball hawk. Cowboys two takeaways, first game of the season. Okay, that's my bold prediction. Okay, so we and based we, on what we saw last year, that is a bold damn prediction, brother. Okay, so it took some modifying. It did. But we got here. I'm all over so, the place. I'm like, ah, that's not going to work. Okay, so to be clear, two takeaways, and I'll give you two fumbles takeaways. too. But so two takeaways. Okay, I, two I takeaways. Think, I think that's fair. Mine is. Um, 
My, mine is a lot easier than yours, certainly. <laughs> and so you 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 might maybe I'll have to modify mine. CD Lamb is scoring. CD Lamb. Time. I got to modify mine about multiple in, times. <laughs> in fact, I will say that CD Lamb scores twice. All right, he scores twice, and maybe I'm not attaching this. I'm just opening the door. Maybe one of those scores is on an end around handoff. CD Lamb's yeah, getting like in the a, end zone like twice, a, like a jet, like a jet, like a jet sweep, sweep type like, thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I thought maybe. I, I thought maybe so, uh, and we didn't talk about this because we haven't seen much football. But my Instagram, but that's not showing a whole lot. Is he going to redo any the, any any returning? Is it on kickoffs or punts or they have they have uh, refused to say anything. Yeah. They're they're super. In fact, this is the last thing I'll say, Tony. I don't know if you saw this. Michael Brockers, a defensive end for the Rams, said that he was watching um, Cowboys training camp coverage on YouTube. To yeah, try I read to, your article this morning. Yeah, so Michael Brockers, if you're listening right now uh, and doing homework, we hope your team loses on Sunday. We hope he's you have a, a great same season. Thing we're watching. Yeah, I, 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 he's not really getting much information from that. Um, good luck on your on your spying. Well, uh, it's exciting times, Tony. The next it time is. we talk, we will have a full week's worth of games to get into. Uh, very, very, very exciting times. We both have the Cowboys winning. We both have some bold predictions. Uh, all feels right in the world. Go uh, get some cotton candy ice cream and maybe a hot dog and uh, yeah. Dos Equis, uh and enjoy the rest of your week. Everybody, we will talk to you next Tuesday. This was the 750. 